Hey everybody, thanks for stopping in and welcome to Rowdy Dragon's Fantasy Sportsbook. I am, of course, Rowdy Dragon, one of the resident fantasy experts over here at tobychristie.com. And I'll be here every week with some featured head-to-head -head matchups and I'll break them down to help you decide who you like. I'm over here crunching the numbers so you don't have to. We all know how time-consuming that can be, so let the dragon do the agonizing for you, whether you're playing just for fun or betting the odds. Speaking of odds, I'll also find your favorite driver odds and let you know just where to find them. I'll also look at some potentially good long shot driver odds and I'll cap it off with my favorite picks for the featured matchups and give you my favorite for the win. All right, thanks for joining me over here at Rowdy's NASCAR Fantasy Sportsbook. Let's take a look and see what we got for matchups for this week. We got some tough ones, and I mean, they are tough this week. All right, starting on top, we've got Denny Hamlin in the 11 car versus the 5 car of Kyle Busch, Toyota versus Chevy. Your second matchup, you've got the 9 car of Chase Elliott versus the 4 car of Kevin Harvick, Chevy versus Ford. Next, you've got the 19 car Martin Truex Jr. going up against the 23 car Daryl Wallace Jr., Battle of the Juniors, both in Toyotas. And finally, we've got the 8 car of Kyle Busch going up against the 24 car of William Byron. A Chevy battle here. All right, so you know what we're doing with these matchups here. We're taking a look at their career stats, putting those head to head, and then I'll take a look at some comparable tracks. Uh, these being Kansas, Texas, and Las Vegas. And I'll uh, average out their finish positions from those races from last season as well as this season and do the same thing for their driver ratings to see who comes out on top of those. So taking a look at Denny Hamlin's career stats, he's got 31 races at the track with 11 top five finishes, finishing up there in 35.48% of his runs. He's finished in the top 10 20 times, averaging out to 64.52% of his runs, finishing up there in the top 10. He does have two DNFs at the track. Denny's led 395 laps here, and that averages out to 12.7 laps led per race, with an average finish of 11.9. Denny does have one win at the track. Looking at Kyle Larson's career stats, he's got 13 races run with two top five finishes, finishing up there in the top five in 15.38% of his runs, finishing six races in the top 10, up there in 46.1% of his races. Kyle does have three DNFs at the track in 13 races, that is 23%, so a little warning there. Laps led, he has 398, averaging out to 30.61 laps led per race, with an average finish of 16.8. Kyle does have one win at Charlotte. Once again, looking at the comparable tracks, I put Charlotte in there from last season. Kansas and Texas back in the spring and fall, as well as Las Vegas this season. So we're just going to stick with a little more current data because we've got this crazy next-gen car that is very unpredictable, <laughs> to say the least. Okay, so after averaging Charlotte, Kansas, Texas, and Las Vegas together, Denny Hamlin comes up with a finish position averaged out to 5.0. Kyle Larson, his average comes out to a 9.2. Looking at their average driver rating over these tracks, puts Denny at a 109.62 and Kyle Larson at a 102.16. So Denny has Kyle beat on career stats as well as the uh, most recent data. But in 2021, Larson, he finished P1 in three stages and led 327 laps. He had an average running position of 1.3 and nearly had a perfect driver rating, falling just short by a mere 0.5. Also in the race, Larson had the best total speed ranking, was the fastest driver late in a run, and had the second best green flag speed. 
Last season, Kyle called Charlotte the worst race of his life. It all started with a bad start position due to unapproved adjustments. He then raced his way to two pit penalties, and at lap 166, a spin pushed him to the rear yet again. He was able to work his way forward through traffic after each incident, which shows he has a good handle on the track even on his bad days. Denny's going to be hard for Kyle to beat on this one, as he won this race last season, and he just won at Kansas, which will prove to give the team valuable data. I have no clear favorite on this matchup at this juncture other than the five team has been the class of the field year to date. I will put big emphasis on this weekend's practice session to see who has better data, but my pick as it stands currently is the five car of Kyle Larson. Okay, our second featured matchup has the nine car of Chase Elliott going up against the four car of Kevin Harvick. Chase has 11 races run at the track with five top five finishes, finishing up there in the top five in 45.45% of his runs, and six top 10 finishes puts him up there in 54.55% of his runs. He has two DNFs at the track, that is 18% of his runs, and has led 332 laps over his career, averaging out to 30.18 laps led per race. Chase's average finish at the track is a 13.8, and he does have one win. Kevin Harvick, well, happy. He's got 40 races run at the track, 10 of those being top fives. That's 25% of his runs. And 21 top 10 finishes. That puts him up there in the top 10 in 52.5% of his runs. He does have three DNFs at the track, and that is only 8% out of those 40 races. Kevin has led 605 laps at Charlotte, averaging out to 15.13 laps led per race, with an average finish of 14.6. Kevin does have three wins at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Okay, looking at these two and their comparable tracks, their finish position, Chase Elliott comes out with a 23.75 and uh, Kevin Harvick a 12.5. Their average driver ratings, Chase comes up to an 83.23 and Kevin Harvick a 68.68. By the numbers here, Elliott edges Harvick out in career stats, but recent history has Harvick on top. Looking at average speed rankings puts Elliott on top, but he missed the Las Vegas race this season, so that data is a bit inconclusive. To keep things fair on the matchups, I have eliminated Las Vegas from this matchup. Since Elliott's return five weeks ago, he has put up the fourth best average finish at 8.6, and Arvik sits 12th with an average finish of 14.6. Gotta go with the nine car on this one until I can see that practice data. Rowdy's pick, Chase Elliott. All right, our next featured matchup has the 19 car of Martin Truex going up against the 23 of Bubba Wallace. Looking at Martin Truex Jr.'s career stats, he's got 31 races run at the track. He has seven top five finishes, finishing up there in 22.58% of his runs, 13 top 10 finishes, putting him up there in 41.94% of his runs. Martin has no DNFs at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and he has quite a few laps led at 1,059, averaging out to 34.16 laps led per race, with an average finish of 14.1. Truex has three wins to his credit, that's 9.6% of his runs, finishing with a trophy. All right, looking at Bubba Wallace's career stats. That 23 car has six races at the track, no top five, no top 10 finishes, and he has two DNFs, that is, in six races. 33% of his races ended in failure. Bubba does have one lap led at the track with an average finish of 26.3. No wins for Bubba yet. All right, looking at the comparable tracks, Charlotte, Kansas, Texas, and Las Vegas. Martin Truex, his average finish position comes up to a 14.4. Bubba comes up with a 15.4. .4. 
Truex, his average driver rating comes up to a 92. And Bubba, he is currently sitting at a 76.9. So this matchup, the numbers clearly favor the 19 car of Martin Truex Jr. Or do they? This season at Kansas and Las Vegas, the 23 car has an average finish position of P4, where the 19 comes in at 7.5. Yet again, another match to keep a close eye on practice. They really put some tough matchups together this week. The 19 car speed rankings this season on high speed 1.5 mile tracks puts him P2. With an average speed rank of 3, Bubba comes up a little short with a 4.5. When I go over the loop data stats for Charlotte, Truex comes out on top of almost every category except Bubba showed decent green flag speed and good speed on restarts, but the restarts will not win the race unless we have an overtime scenario. This is a long race and attrition will play a role. I think the seasoned veteran will come out on top just because of that. He is a seasoned veteran. I'm talking about Mark Truex Jr., Rowdy's pick. All right, and our final head-to-head -head matchup this week puts Kyle Busch in the A car versus William Byron in the 24 car. Kyle Busch has 34 races run at the track with 16 top five finishes, putting him up there in 47.06% of his runs and 21 top 10 finishes, finishing up there in the top 10 in 61.76% of his runs. He does have six DNFs at the track. That's a failure to finish in 18% of his runs. Kyle is currently the active laps leader at the track at 1,486, averaging out to 43.7 laps led per race. And he has an average finish position of P14. He does have one win to his credit at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Looking at the 24 car, William Byron. He's got six races run at the track with one top five, putting him up there in 16.7% of his runs, two top 10 finishes, finishing up there in the top 10 in one third of his goes. He does have two DNFs at the track, and that is in six races. So be aware of that. 33% of William Byron's runs have not finished. Willie B has 62 laps led, putting him up there in an average of 10.3 laps led per race. And his average finish at the track is a 19.3. Still looking for that win. Taking a look at the comparable tracks, Kyle Busch's average finish position comes out to a 21.6, where Willie B comes up with a 10.8. Kyle's average driver rating comes up to a 76, and William Byron a 107.9. So big discrepancy there. But Kyle Busch did have issues, and we'll talk about that here shortly. Wow. The, every matchup this week has really got me crunching the numbers. Kyle's career stats show up Byron's, but going through the recent races that the aforementioned tracks has Byron coming out on top over there. Kyle struggled with an accident at Kansas and Texas, wrecking in both of those races last season. Now remember, he was not in the best frame of mind due to sponsorship issues and was not getting the best equipment from his then Toyota team. Byron has already collected a win at Las Vegas this season and will be bringing some good notes back to the track this weekend. In terms of speed ranking, at the 1.5 mile high speed lower tire wear tracks this season, Byron ranks 6 and Kyle Busch 11.5. I like what I see coming out of the 24 camp this season, particularly the near perfect driver rating at Las Vegas earlier this season. This one again, however, will come down to their practice speeds. But until that time, Lord Willie B has Rowdy's pick. All right, let's take a look now at the sports books and see how the casinos have things listed. Looking at the top 10, and I'll let you know exactly where to find them and what their values are. So starting on the top, we've got Kyle Larson, of course, listed as the top dog for this weekend at Charlotte. 
He's listed at plus 450 on DraftKings, Caesars, and BetRivers. William Byron comes in at plus 700. You can only find him over at BetMGM. Denny Hamlin comes in next at plus 800 at BetMGM only. Martin Truex Jr., plus 900, also only at BetMGM. Chase Elliott is listed next at plus 1,000. That's 10 to 1. You can find him at DraftKings, BetRivers, and BetMGM, as well as Barstool. Ross Chastain also comes in at 10 to 1. That's plus 1,000. You can only find him at Caesars. Kyle Busch listed at plus 1,200, only at Caesars, BetRivers, and Barstool. Christopher Bell is next at plus 1,200 as well. You can find him at DraftKings, BetRivers, and FanDuel. Tyler Reddick, plus 1,800 only at Bet Rivers. And lastly, you've got Alex Bowman, and yes, he's cleared to race this weekend, plus 1,800, only at BetMGM. Now, as far as the top 10, it looks good. Uh, the good values that I see start there with Chase Elliott on down. Chase, he's got one top five and one top 10 in the last two races. Ross Chastain, he's just got some real good loop data. Check out that loop data, see if uh, that suits you. But I see a top 10, maybe a top five in his future. Kyle Busch, He's pretty good as well at plus 1,200. I like that. Decent value. Two top fives in the last two races. Seabell, one top five in the last two races. So plus 1,200 suits him. Tyler Reddick, two top 10 in the last two races. I like what he has put up as well. I think he's the best value out of the top 10 right now. So 18 to 1 for Tyler Reddick. Alex Bowman, he does have one top five and one top 10. Uh, but those Chevys are just really strong right now. So I do like what I see with all those Chevys up there in the top 10. Okay, now we'll move on and take a look at some long shots. Every week I provide you a couple of long shots. I've been pretty decent with these. This week we're going to look at Ricky Stenhouse. He's going to make my long shot list again. Over his last six races, he cracked the top 10 four times. Over the last 11 races, he's only finished outside the top 15 one time. His run last May here at Charlotte was a P7 finish, so uh, he looks good opening at plus 5,000. And his run last May here at Charlotte was a P7 finish. He opened at plus 5,000 and is currently sitting plus 9,000. That's 90 to 1 for an outright. The best I could drum up for a top 10 is plus 250, currently at Caesars. For another long shot, I'm stretching long for this one, but the odds look good, so why not? Harrison Burton is a great long shot bet at plus 1,800 to hit the top 10. The last run the Wood Brothers put together at Charlotte had both cars finish in the top 16. Burton finished P11. If he can put himself in position again to capitalize on others' mistakes, he could sneak his way up into the top 10. If you're feeling frisky and risky, he's listed for 1,000 to 1 for an outright win. Speaking of win, my winner winner for this week. I think Chase Elliott is poised to take this win. He had a bad finish last season, but he did win the first stage of that race. The four races prior to that, his average finish at the track is a 2.25. Since the inception of stage points in 2017, he hasn't finished worse than P14. That's nine of 10 finishes in the top 15. The Chevy package is the class of the field right now, and I believe the 19 will take advantage of that fact. I'm sure the 19 has had this date marked on their calendars for one to go for it. As the regular season is over halfway done, the pressure will mount for that team to get into the playoffs. That pressure can be relieved with a win at Charlotte. I don't think they're going to rely on the road courses. This is where I see them getting it done. Okay, that's that. That covers this week's show. And one plug for you for this week. If you like NASCAR podcasts, check out the final lap weekly. Carrie Murphy and Toby Christie 
two great guys have the best NASCAR podcast out there. It's the longest running show. I myself have been listening to it for, gosh, over 16 years. And uh, we've been playing fantasy over there, and I took over the fantasy league as I have been dominating for many years. So if you want to come on over and join that league, just check out thefinallap.com, click on that fantasy tab, and you can join us right there. And I give shout-outs to winners and stage winners and whatnot. So come on over and check it out, thefinallap.com. Click on the podcast tab right there, and you got the show in your hands. Or come on over to tobychristie.com. That podcast tab is right in the middle of the page. All right, guys, I appreciate all of you coming by to have a listen to Rowdy Dragon's NASCAR Fantasy Sportsbook this week. I bid you all good luck at Charlotte. Hopefully you got some more money in your pockets when you listen to the show next week. All right, guys, till next week. See you.